Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey everybody, Rev here. Just a few things before we get into the episode. First, just a little clarification. Uh, last week we announced the Halloween costume contest, the Crit or Treat costume contest, and we all got so excited about the contest that we just started talking about getting people to dress up as characters from the show. That is not at all a requirement. This is literally whatever your Halloween costume is. Send us a photo of that and we'll enter you into the contest. And if it happens to be something from the show, or if you can get the logo of the show or something related to the show into the photo, uh, we will give you an additional entry into the contest. And as we said last week, we will draw one winner at random who will get a very cool handcrafted leather dice box with the Crit Show logo on it by Natural 20 Leathers. Uh, and we are also adding inside of that dice box a set of dice by Dragon Knight Dice. Uh, so it will be a cool little package to get. And then we will also, uh, around the table, we'll all pick a favorite and send you some swag as well. So again, the deadline for that is November the 1st, so you can submit those entries through email to thecast at thecritshowpodcast.com. Uh, and again, the deadline for that is November the 1st. And with that, it's time to let the recap roll. You dance on the precipice of disaster. This place is more dangerous than you know. Destroy it or leave it untouched. If we think this whole place is being propped up on Mama's back, if we take her out first, that might answer if she's putting up an illusion of some kind. Maybe we just get eyes on who's what in here. I mean, you could get up to the bell tower. That might give you a good lookout without having a lot of people staring at you. As you get to the top and rest your hand on the bell to get purchase tasks, this white light emanates from your eyes. You see a big blank space and you see Grigori Nash walking through this blank space and next to him is that small eye-covered creature. Grigori points at a spot. One of the eyes on the creature blinks and grass appears. It blinks again and trees appear, then streets and buildings, the firehouse, the police station, the bell tower. Grigori nods with approval and a portal appears. And through the portal comes what looks like an ogre. And you see this happen again and again. And as this vision spins forward and you see these portals open, you are filled with the knowledge that everyone in this town is some kind of monstrous prisoner that were deemed too dangerous to walk the earth. Tash, you were standing at the top of the bell tower at the center of this small town and you have just been granted a vision of Grigori Nash populating this place with things so dangerous he decided not to try to deal with them any longer. He needed a place to squirrel them away. 
Megan, you are standing next to him and you see this white light shine from his eyes and he goes limp for a brief moment and you catch his arm as he starts to slide to the side and then his eyes clear. Oh my God, are you okay? Oh shit. What? What? What's wrong? What happened? Sorry. Sorry. I, oh God, that was a bad one. I get these visions. I saw it. The, the, the question it was, are these people prisoners or are they monsters? It's both. Like everything here, I think, is some just horrifically dangerous thing. I think I take a step back from him. I'm sorry, that came out wrong. It, You know, I can see you too. I know that you're a person like Jake and I. You know, we, we have that little bit of extra and anything that's dangerous to Nash, he's going to put here. So that's what he did. We got to get back to Jake. Can I look out from the spell tower? I feel like I probably came up here a lot, um, and I kind of want to look at it with this new perspective of knowing that none of it is real and just try to think of, of anything that might help us. Yeah, as you look out over this small town, roll clear the cobwebs. Seven. All right, you get to hold one. What is my first memory of this place? You're standing in a clearing of trees. You've just been pushed through this door made of glowing light. And the man who did the pushing has long, stringy, greasy hair and patchy skin. His voice lilts up and down as he talks, and you can see his head juts to the side sometimes as he corrects himself. He seems scattered. I'm not quite sure what I should do with you, so I think I'll just store you here for now until until he decides what to do with you proper, but <laughs> this is as good a place as any. <laughs> and he pushes you again, and you stumble into the arms of who you now know as Officer Harrison. Well, nice to meet you. What's your name? Where the hell am I? Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. We'll take good care of you. And you see his eyes start to rapidly open and close, and a bright light fills them. And he raises a closed fist and opens it. And inside are half a dozen wriggling leeches. He smiles and the light in his eyes flares up and blinds you. And then you're back on top of the bell tower with Tess. I remember being brought here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I came I came through a portal. Some weird guy grabbed me in, a, in an alley, I think, and dropped me off here. And Officer Harrison, uh, I mean, you said earlier he had something with eyes? Yeah, he's covered in them. I mean, I didn't see that, but he, like, blinked weird at me. I think he did, like, a weird men in black thing because there was, like, this white light, and that's all I remember. Did you see who brought you here? Uh, he was tall and had this, like, gross long hair. He was real twitchy. Kind of sounded like Mad Hatter. It was weird. Whoa. Okay. Not like short white hair glasses? No. Like tall and lanky, long, gross hair. Kind of looked like a Doug Jones kind of character he would play. I saw him in an, in an alley. I think, I think before I got grabbed, I was running and... I hit a dead end and these things like came up out of the ground and cornered me and he he was standing there and laughed and said like I couldn't escape from them or they would find me or, or something. Like pale skin clawed things? Yeah, they like had really long legs and their faces were like blank and weird. Huh. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I do actually. So the things are called ghouls. And this sounds an awful lot like they were being controlled by a guy that we've run into. There is this, um, like a vampire mad scientist. His name was Esten. And he just, you know, he sent these things and he like 
he took regular ghouls and he did this process to them to make them stronger. And uh, he had them kind of like his personal hounds. And yeah, he was he was a, a rough guy, but I mean, he's dead now, so that's good at least. But if he's the one that puts you here, that that could mean a lot of different things, I guess. Man, you guys are really into this stuff, huh? Because, I mean, you just compared those things that took me to regular ghouls. <laughs> what yeah. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of that popping up here as, as we sort of catch you up, I think. But that's the long and short of it. Like, there's a big guy, a guy up top, and I saw in my vision that he pretty much had this whole place created. And the one that brought you here is just one of his, like, captain. Well, was one of his captains. There's a lot more than ghouls, too. There's, well, all the stuff in this town. This is the stuff he couldn't control. Yeah, this Eston guy, he said, I don't know what to do with you, so I guess I'll just dump you here or so, or something like that. Are you sure that he's dead? I mean, I'm sure we killed him, yeah. I just think that's odd that... I saw the boss man bringing in everything else, but one of his lackeys just sort of dropped you off. It's like he had the key and was dealing with one of his own problems. It doesn't seem offhand anyway, like you were on the boss man's radar. You don't remember anything else about it? About why he was, like, hunting you? Any of that? I'm getting bits and pieces as we go along, but I, I don't know. He dropped me off and Officer Harrison was there and he, he grabbed me and he... He had a bunch of leeches in his hand and then flashed and blinded me, and i that's the last thing I remember. Okay, well, you're getting this stuff back, though. Like, you just got that, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just looking out at the town, and it just hit me. Okay, well, hell, it may all come rushing back all at once. You might get little pieces, but it's coming back, so that's good. For now, we just gotta, we gotta figure out how to get the hell out of here. Well, you said these leeches are taking people's memories, right? Or, like, that's the reason why I was living the same day over, because I couldn't remember? It seems like it. They're a big part of the recipe here. When I plugged up where they were coming in, you started to get this stuff back. I mean, can we leave here without taking them out? I don't see how else I'm going to get all of my memories back. I know that there's things that I can do, but I don't, I don't want to go back and not know who I am. That's a good point. I don't know if it's just not having them on you for a certain amount of time or whether we have to get rid of the big thing that's creating them. I mean, I think we're going to have to deal with everything here one way or another anyway. So if we can't get out till we do that, we might just answer it with however we want to deal with the place. Okay, so what do we do? I think we got to get back to Jake, put our heads together. Hell, maybe along the way you remember more. Yeah, good point. Let's uh, let's sneak back, yeah? All right, so you both head back down the clock tower and back to Jake at the little clearing in the forest. Hey, man, you good? Yeah, what'd you figure out? I had another vision once we got up to the top of that tower. Nash really did create this place from the ground up, and uh, Harrison is what built it for him. And as far as I can tell, every single thing here is some dangerous thing that he either wanted out of the way or worried him enough that he figured out a way to get it here. Except for Megan. Esten brought her here. He was like hunting her and uh, dropped her off here to get rid of her. Do you know when? No. I wonder if he put her here and then ran into us and we killed him? Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, so... 
nothing here's cool. We don't have to worry about any of the other monsters like actually being okay folk who would fight on our side. Correct. Okay. So we don't have to worry about casualties. So what are we going to do with this? I don't know. There's so many things that Nash is either afraid of or didn't know how to control. So he threw them in here. Sure. But none of them know what they are. Yeah, that's true. If we can figure out like what the things are, and I, it seems like a pretty tall order that he, we would have a way to kill each of them already in here, but them being like unsuspecting, it would at least be easier probably to take them out. Although if we don't kind of get them in one fell swoop, if Megan's remembering things, they might also start remembering things in time to just wreck our whole shit. Yeah, that's true. Harrison's already onto us somewhere, so who knows what steps he's taking. We have to keep Mama doing her thing so that everyone stays chill. What do you think the chances are of us just going, kind of regrouping and getting supplies, and then coming back to just wreck it all at once? Uh, It's possible. We've got to find the way to activate the door from in here. Oh, right. I have no idea how to even begin figuring out how to do that, and I think the only person that does is Harrison. Right. Tass, you said he blinked this whole place into existence? Yeah, sort of. Nash was gesturing and showing him what to do, and he would make it be. God, I wonder what his limitations are with that. Like, that's terrifying. He could just make anything he needs just by willing it into existence? How do we fight that? He didn't like it when I poked him in the eyes, but I did kind of surprise him with that. I don't think he's going to get bamboozled the same way twice. Maybe we can blind him if he's all eyes. If he can't see, maybe he can't blink. Are we imagining blinding him like a bright light in his eyes? Or are we imagining blinding him like caustic acid? Well, if you have a bottle of acid on you, that'd be real great. I think that would work the best. I don't. Okay, then the light. Well, if you've got a super bright light that we can deploy, then that'll work real good too. Well, I suppose it depends on if we can mess with the lights here. Because, I, I mean, I've lived here. I've been able to interact with everything. So they must have some sort of effect, even though they're not real. But maybe if we could make something really, really bright, it would still blind him. And if all of his eyes are scrunched up, he can't really fight back. I mean, I don't know. You guys are the experts here. I'm just throwing stuff out. Yeah, it depends on what the nature of his power is. Like, we can interact with the stuff in this world. But like, I wonder if he does, you know, like, I wonder if he wanted to, could he just walk through a wall because he made it and it's not exactly real or is it like, could we overload a generator and flash the lights and blind him? Or does that not matter because he made it all? So none of it affects him because none of it's quote unquote real. I don't know how to figure that out without either like observing him secretly and watching and just seeing how he behaves in the world or tricking him into it. I wonder, oof. So wait, all of my friends are monsters, right? Everybody in this town. If all of my friends are monsters, but they don't know that they're monsters, maybe I can still get them to help me because they just think that we're friends. So we can have them, I don't know, be a distraction, lure him somewhere? Yeah, okay. I mean, it would be fair to say that anything that doesn't normally happen is going to get his attention, so... I think if we use them as a distraction, that's a good way to have him looking one way while we do something else. I feel like we're kind of over-engineering this. I can just magic trap him so we can create any kind of distraction to get him looking a different direction. Like we don't need 
the longevity of it or like to involve other people at this point we could just call the cops from a phone and then go somewhere that's not where that phone is and wait until he shows up and still spring the trap on him all the same you can magic trap him yeah i have a specific kind of magic that as long as i do it correctly will trap a creature in place uh unable to do their thing sort of it varies it depends on what they can do well what if you do it incorrectly uh that um is why we have a flaming sword and a spear. A whole series of books could be written on what could happen if I do it incorrectly. <laughs> cool. How much space do you need? I mean, do we, does this need to be out in the open? Can we try and go somewhere private? Yeah, we could. Somewhere indoors. Get them in a specific building, a specific room even. I mean, my house is vacant at the moment. Yeah, I'm sure that anything that happens at your house will get his attention because we're on the lam and things are going different. So we could, like, call him. Just call the police from her house and then try and trap him. Yeah, I like that. I like the thought of being out of it and getting the jump on him. Because if we just stay there and hope he's going to come in for a showdown, I mean, hell, if he created this whole place, he could just go, oh, they're in the house and crinkle it like a pop can. (laughs) What if he's watching my house? That would be a problem. How about this? We take the sewers. We get back close to her house. Jake, you just teleport into the house set it on fire, come back down, and we either watch from the street or find other spots around that are close. As long as the house isn't already a trap, uh-huh. like it doesn't seem like there's any need. There is a hairstylist shop right over there. Let's go in that and call the... Po- like, nobody, even if he, like, crumples the building when he gets here and we're not in it, like, nobody in there can die. They're monsters. They can't be killed by mundane crumpling. Let's just go into any damn building and call the police. Does it make a big difference if we call the police versus, like, set off an alarm or something? Because if we call, he'll know that there's someone trying to draw the police there, right? As opposed to if there's alarm or something, we might have messed up and accidentally set that off. I'm just wondering if that might be better since he might be less on guard. Perfect. We're going to go to the pawn shop. And make it seem like we're trying to get weapons to fight, and we goofed up. I mean, you know, if things do go south, it could be a good opportunity to find out if the things in this town that were created by him work against him. True. Okay, let's figure out where there's a pawn shop in this town. Roll luck. Seven. Uh, So there is a pawn shop here, uh, but it carries mostly hunting supplies, so there's like knives and some bows. Yeah, it's fine. It's pretty close to downtown. Tass and Megan actually remember seeing it from the bell tower. It's a small window front store with a few items sitting on display. Okay, I will walk into this shop with a flaming sword in hand because I got nowhere else to put it. Excuse me, I need your heaviest firepower, please. And as you say that, she pulls it from under the cabinet and aims it at you. And you can see that she is holding a sawed-off shotgun. Uh... I teleport right back outside the front door. As you vanish, this old woman fires the sawed-off shotgun at the spot that you were just standing, and when you reappear out on the sidewalk just a few dozen feet away, the glass shatters out onto the street and covers the sidewalk in front of the building. I think that's good enough. This will get his attention, (laughs) so I'm going to teleport back to the other two. That was quick. Yeah, she had a sawed-off, and she blasted out the front glass, so I'm going to assume that she's going to probably call the police now, and that should be our trap. Okay, well, let's get over and watch the place. I'm going to trust you to tell me where we're going to to look out. You're going to be better at that than I am. Uh, So from having, like, looked out over the town from on high, um, 
could I maybe try to focus in and trust my gut on where would be a good place to go to watch and be able to get the drop? Yeah, roll it. Awesome. That's a 10. You think probably the best place would actually be in the bell tower. Awesome. Honestly, that bell tower is kind of the middle of everything and can see most of the town proper. I think that's where we go. All right, let's hustle. So the three of you sneak back over to the bell tower and climb up to the top. Uh, About 10 minutes pass and the police officer's car pulls up and he gets out and you can see that he is talking uh, to the older woman who had drawn the sawed off at Jake and they're standing out in the road. Damn it. I was really hoping that he would go inside. Um, This is going to complicate things if I go trap him in the road in front of people. Maybe we follow him out of this now and get him next time he's secluded. Yeah, we can either do that, just watch him go, I think, and try to trap him on the way or wherever it is that he ends up. But again, if he's just patrolling, that's a whole other thing too where we don't know where he'll end up or we just go for it. If we just go for it, she's going to shoot me with a shotgun. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair. Um, Can I open my sight and like see if I can actually see what she is, see her true form? Yeah, we'll investigate a mystery. Six. So as you were all standing up in this bell tower, leaning out, watching, all of a sudden you see Harrison freeze up. And then he turns and looks directly up at all of you in the tower. And you see he raises his hand and points at it. I'm just going to grab the two of them and teleport us. Roll angel wings. Eight. All right. So do you want to be in the wrong place together or the right place separated? Like this is a rare occurrence where I'm kind of leaning towards right place separated because then he can't follow all of us. But if one person's in like the wrong, wrong place, that's super duper bad. But I think that's what I'm going to do. All right. So the three of you vanish. Jake, you end up in the sewers. Megan, you appear behind the school. Tass, you appear inside of the pawn shop. (laughs) Tass, from inside the pawn shop and Megan from behind the school, you see a huge chunk of rock falling from the sky and it crushes the bell tower oh oh no i'm i'm not here but the idea of tass in character appearing behind them and going oh (laughs) tass what are you doing i mean i guess i'm looking around for a back way out or a side window or a stand of mannequins that i could get into and hold very still All right, roll read a bad situation. Oh, yeah. All right, that's fair. Oh, my God. Oh, no. (laughs) That's a three. That was snake eyes. Tass, you take two points of damage, armor defeating, as this red laser blasts through the open window into your chest and knocks you backwards into the wall. And out in the street, you see Harrison with his fist pointed at you. Megan, you are behind the school. You have just seen this huge chunk of rock fall from the sky and crush the bell tower. What are you doing? So I'm in the clearing and I'm just I'm um, looking around and I'm thinking like I thought we were going to the suit. I, I swear he said sewer. Where the where did they go? I'll just start making my way back towards the town trying to stay out of sight. And as you walk out of the clearing, you walk past a school and it's a strange sensation because you kind of have the sense that the school is here. You you could see it on your way to work, but you've never been like on this side. And you're starting to have this memory gap filled of anything I didn't do in that one day I was reliving, I don't know. So you've never seen really this 
part of town, except at a distance. So the only things I know for sure are the things I lived over and over again in that one day. Correct. With the exception of the things that happened yesterday, because new things happened that day and you didn't reset. And I have new memories. So what are your old memories? We know that you get up, you make breakfast, you go to work. What do you do after work normally when you aren't coming home to deal with a break-in? Uh, I think I come home and shower and get all of the dog hair out of my hair. Uh, and then I go meet my friend Brad for a drink at a bar downtown. All right. So, yeah, the, the places that you can recall, you know, you knew where the bell tower was. It's pretty close to the bar. Um, you also pass it on your way to, to work. You know where your house is, you know your neighbors, but anything that you didn't interact with on a daily basis, you realize you just have a vague sense of it, like you have been told that it's there, but you've never seen it for yourself. So I, I kind of know that there's these things that exist in this town, even though I've never experienced them or seen them, right? Yeah. But like, how do I know that? Roll clear the cobwebs. Okay. Ten. You get a hold three. Where am I? You know the idea of where you are, that you are in this small town, but there's not a name for it. But you do get this vague memory of almost like you were half asleep, being led through the town by the sheriff in the back of his car. And he's pointing at things and saying, this is where the police station is. This is where the fire station is. This is your neighbor, Stu. And as he takes you through the town, he names and points at everything. And all of those vague memories are in your head, even though not the memory of him describing them to you. What can I do? So you find yourself back in the memory you just had of being driven around this small town by Officer Harrison, with him pointing out and naming all the things as you pass them. And your vision is filled again with this purple and pink light. And for a brief moment, you can hear his thoughts. And you can hear that he is going to finish the round showing you the ropes. And then he's going to go back to his office and he's going to do the weekly report back to his superior. And with that, you unlock Tune In. Uh, okay, with my last hold, who am I? So I think this is kind of the capstone of what you don't know. You remember your first encounters with this place, with the people here. And the last thing you get is this montage of images of you having just left home after this surge of energy that was uncontrollable and deciding it was too dangerous to stay with your family. And you remember seeing the newscast with Jake declaring that he was a superhero and that there were things out there bigger than people realized and that he needed your help. Not your help, but it felt like he was talking to you. And so you spent the next few months going around trying to find people, places, texts that would have information about your powers, the things you could do so you could try to focus them, use them, and keep those around you safe. So it was a lot of traveling, finding dead ends of people who might be practitioners or might know some occult information. It was a lot of digging through old archives, reading old texts. And the last place that it took you was to this shack in the hills of Ireland where you found an old woman who seemed like she had a lot of knowledge and with a little buttering up, she might share it with you. You got the sense that she didn't want visitors, she didn't like them, but when she slammed the door on you the third time, it wasn't quite as hard and you could hear her chuckle low behind the door and later that night, you were in a tavern in a town nearby and that is when the man with the long hair and the lilting voice and the many creatures grabbed you. Jake, you are in the sewers, and you are two passengers light. 
Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I don't know what else to do but try to get back and unlose them. But without knowing where they've ended up, I only know one of them well enough to get to them. So I guess I'm going to teleport right back to Tass. Jake, you appear next to Tass, and he is crumpled on the ground with a large burn mark in the middle of his chest. And from behind you, you hear the crunching sound of feet walking over broken glass. Well, finding the two of you wasn't that difficult. Got one, the other one showed right back up. Okay, I want to hurt this man. And we've kind of speculated how we might do that. But now that I'm kind of looking down the barrel, I want to scrutinize and see if I can get a good idea of how I can fuck this guy up. So how would you be able to tell just by looking at him what could hurt him? Because you can't see his true form. I'm not sure you could investigate this mystery. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with you. The only thing I could (laughs) think of is like picking up on a mannerism that clearly relates to something camouflage. You know, like if he if he stepped over the broken glass in a particular way that a normal person wouldn't, that might be like, oh, okay, he's got eyes on his feet and he's trying not to step on glass. Or like, Ew. That's, that's kind of the only thing that I think I could get is just what about what he's doing doesn't make sense for what a normal person would be doing. I'm not sure that there's any tells in what he's doing right now, but you are taking the time to study him, to look around this environment, so you could read a bad situation. Fair. Uh, eight. Okay, you get a hold one. I think then the closest thing is probably what's most vulnerable to me. How do I think I could cause a splash here to put this guy on the back foot? You know that he sees you and he sees what it is you're wielding in this moment. So the way that you would put him on the back foot right now, the thing that is most vulnerable to you is doing something that he can't see right now that would surprise him. Okay, here's what I want to do and what I'm trying to accomplish. I want to use my fire magic. Like I want to cast out that burst of fire, like the area version, not like the ray at him. I'm kind of throwing a smoke bomb, but the smoke bomb is a fire bomb so that I can get us the hell out of here. I don't know if that would still be a use magic to burn everything or like a protect someone. If it is ultimately to get everyone out of here... I think it would be a protect someone if you're not necessarily as concerned anymore about hurting him as getting Tass away. Well, then, without having a better situation in which to try it, I'm just going to go ahead and try to trap him here and now. All right, we'll use magic. Ten. So these fiery chains spring up from the earth and wrap around him, and he is frozen in place. Oh, hey, bud. Hey, sorry, that went poorly. I am going to put the tip of a burning sword to what appears to be his throat. You hear the shotgun cock again. Drop that gun or I kill him. There's some strange man appearing in my shop and then carrying a flaming sword and then vanishing again. Why should I believe that you're not going to kill him anyway? I will lower the flaming sword, take a step back so that he's out of my reach, and I'll say, we just need to ask him some questions. Well, all right. I suppose I'll sit here, and your friend will sit there, and you'll all talk nice. Um, how's he doing? What exactly is he doing now? Roll read a bad situation. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, nine. You get a hold one. Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? You do notice that one of his eyes is working pretty quick. Like, he is frozen in place, but his facial features are still moving. And his right eye is clicking open and closed pretty fast in cycling color. I don't know what you're reading off me. I know you're reading something. What do you got? Anything good? Anything tasty? 
Yeah, you've got a lot of hatred in your heart, so much so that you channel it through that sword. You're goddamn right I do, and you're in my way. So if you have any mind for self-preservation, why don't you tell me how we shut this place down? You just want to let everything loose, I mean... No. What else is there? The ultimate undoing of all of your beasties? Just go around and kill everybody one by one? Is there an easier way to get it done? You're looking at what I assume you already know is a prison. They don't build many self-destruct buttons into prisons, because most things just survive and get out anyway. Look, what you're saying makes sense. I was just hoping that the answer was going to be different. I could bust this place open for you if you want. Hmm, I don't want to let everything in here out, but I also don't want to stay here. So, barring destroying this whole place, how do I open a door so that we can get out? Well, I suppose that depends what your plan for me is. You've got me trapped here, and you say you got hatred in your heart and I'm in your way. Preservation tells me I should either help you if I know that I'm going to get away and live my life, or just let you try to figure it out and let the fail-safes take care of you. How about this? You let us go. You open the door so we can get out, and then you spin the tale to your boss of how, oh, we came in here to, to sack the place, but you, you rustled us out. You're the big hero. You're the best prison guard. You held it down. As you say this, his right eye glows gold. But we both know that you're not going to let me survive this. That's a hell of a trick. I know you can see energies and things, but seeing the truth, that's pretty cool. I can see a great many things. All right. Alternatively, you help us get out. You do come along. I think at that point I can trust that you can't go back to Nash. So you're not really a problem to me. We're not really a problem to you. Ah! I'm going to turn and look at Tass. Ah, it's burn really hurts. Ow. And I'll turn back to Harrison. And in exchange for being released from acting as the warden for this prison, you want my help destroying it. If you think you've got a clever way to do it, I'm all ears. I think that with what I can see is a fairly strong connection to the magical world and my knowledge of this place, the two of us might be able to simply make it not anymore. And how do you propose we do that? Well, first, I think we strike this bargain, and you let me out of this very uncomfortable set of chains. So, Megan, here you are standing next to the school. You have just gotten back what really feels like the last of your missing memories. What are you doing? I think I'm worried that somehow I was the only one that made it. What is the range on my telepathy? Uh, I will say to you what I say to them anytime there's a question of powers. You can decide, but it will work that way for everyone and everything that has it. So if you want to decide that it is line of sight, then anything I have that ever has it will also be line of sight. But if it is, as long as you know of the person and they're within 10 miles, same goes for the monsters. Right. So it's kind of a pick-your-own-poison system here. So what I would recommend is you say, it doesn't work at all, and now no monster has telepathy ever again. <laughs> and now we're just all normal people fighting each other. We're just, we're just all normal. No powers. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be fairly close. Maybe not necessarily line of sight, but it's not going to be anywhere. I'm not good with distances, though, so <laughs> I don't know how far. <laughs> Somewhere between line of sight and anywhere in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> So how about this? Tess isn't super far away, and you do know him a little better. I would say that you could probably use telepathy with him. He's not in line of sight, but his distance is not super far, and you're familiar with him. That's what I was expecting, that if I was going to be able to do it, it would be with Tess. I think it's going to be, I don't know, not line of sight, but not too far off, so that as I get closer, I start trying. 
since I don't know exactly where he is. So as you are headed downtown towards the tower, trying to figure out where Tass is and, and calling out with your mind, roll read a bad situation. Eleven. You get a hold three. Uh, I guess what is my best way in? So with what is the best way in, as you get closer to the bell tower, you do start to pick up on Tass's thoughts. And you can hear that he seems a little worried about a decision that's being made. Um, and it seems like he's not alone. And you think that you would be able to pretty easily sneak around to where you're hearing his voice coming from, which is the pawn shop, and that no one would really notice you because they are all pretty engaged in what they're doing. Uh, are there any dangers I haven't noticed? As you get closer, you do see Harrison and an older woman holding a shotgun. Harrison is wrapped in chains and unable to move. And the old woman with the shotgun is just sitting and waiting. But you get the sense that Harrison is still the larger of the two threats. And you can see that Jake is standing there talking to Harrison. And Tass is nearby, sitting on a countertop. Uh, and for my last one, what is most vulnerable to me? There is a moment where Jake is talking to Harrison and you actually see a little bit of energy flare up around Harrison. It's gold. And you have this instinct that you could do something to stop whatever it is he's about to do. But then the moment happens and you can see that he said something to Jake and Jake nods and then starts to rephrase what he has just said. So you have the sensation that the things Harrison can do are vulnerable to you because of what you can do. I think I don't have enough information yet. So I think I'm going to use my telepathy. Task don't say anything. Ah! Damn it. Jake turns and looks at you. Uh, this burn really hurts. Ow. And he wrinkles his brow and then turns back to Harrison. I'm in your head. You can hear my thoughts right now. I can hear yours. So don't say anything out loud. And I think that's crazy. Hey, are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. What happened? Were you guys still in the tower? Jake kind of fudged the teleport and we all went different places and I landed right by Harrison and he blasted me with a laser. Can you kind of walk me through what's happening in there? I can't really hear what's going on. I saw for a second. Yeah, right now Jake has him trapped. Uh, he can't move and he's kind of talking him through what we want to do from here. Can you just kill him now? I, I don't know. I think if we want to get out of here, we can't. At least not yet, until we know how. I saw something. I peeked around for a second and I saw, like, this gold light kind of come off of him as he as he used one of his powers. Um, give me a second. And I want to try and tune in to Harrison and see if I can figure out what he is planning on this end. All right, roll it. Thirteen. Damn. Damn. All right, you get three hold. Where is the creature right now? No, um. <laughs> <laughs> Upsettingly, the answer is not in the pawn shop. Oh, oh no. God. Dun, dun, dun. What is it planning to do right now? Right now, Harrison is planning to try to find a way to bargain for his life. Who does it regard as its biggest threat? The man in front of him holding the flaming sword. Uh, and yeah, my last told, who is it going to attack next? If given the chance, Harrison will attack the one with the spear because he recognizes Tass as the Chosen. And on his last briefing from his boss, Harrison and the whole Nash organization was told that Tass no longer has to be kept alive at all costs because a replacement Chosen has been found.
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to season two of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Kelvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutante, lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about St. Clair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Thank you.